Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Abels and Hyman. We taste better. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food, all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat at restaurants, anything food-related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called The Aussie Gourmet, and I cook for people for Shabbos, for Yontif, Rosh Hashanah, bat mitzvahs in Alaska. We'll talk more about that later on in the show. Anytime you don't feel like cooking, give me a call. I hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my exciting food traveling and uh, where I ate, what I ate, Um sharing of great recipes, ideas, but I want to hear from you guys as well. So shoot me an email, Naomi, at nachumsegel.com. ZK, can we just like lower the headphones a little bit? Thank you. <laughs> Even loud for me. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, and uh, you can follow me on Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, all those social media outlets, and I have a website, theaussiegourmet.com. And you can join up on my newsletter, send out one a week with some recipes and what's coming up on table for two and, you know, lots of fun ideas. So if you eat something, share it with me. I'd love to hear about it. I just want to share something with you from our friends at Cole Foods. Cole Foods, spelled K-O-L, puts glut kosher meat and ethics on the same plate. Cole Foods makes sure its meat is in harmony with nature, neighbors, and tradition, all the way from farm to fork. Their beef and lamb are 100% grass-fed and grass-finished, and none of their animals are injected with hormones. And the results are both humane and delicious. Try the lamb chops or duck's breast, and I'm sure you will agree. Order by September 16th to receive free shipping through the Manhattan Buying Club. Use coupon Naomi to receive 5% off the entire store through September 22nd. For more info, callfoods.com. i got to say, I'm really excited that I'm the coupon code. <laughs> so check them out. Um, I've got an amazing, amazing show lined up um, right here uh, on Table for Two uh, on the Lower East Side this morning. Uh, we've had a couple of chilly days there because... Sunday we started off boiling hot at the kosher, I always say it wrong, at the kosher Southern Connecticut Kosher Barbecue Festival out in Connecticut. Um, and it was a beautiful day. We had the guests last week. Uh, we had uh, uh, Don and Shevlin and uh, Shabin and um, Warren Rachmacher. And, of course, Fleisch Gordon. We're here in the studio along with Seth from Abels and Hyman. And we discussed the amazing upcoming barbecue. And it was now that it's passed, it was amazing. I want to congratulate Mordechai Strix, who was the grand champion, and his, uh, his, uh, I don't know, um, booth name was Uncle Moishi and the Mitzvah Men. Mitzvah Girls. Mitzvah Girls, right? Get it? Mitzvah Girls? Because he has daughters. So, you know, um, that was very cute, and it was really an incredible day, and I'm already counting down till next barbecue season. Well, all the uh, Long Island one and Chicago one and, and Atlanta one, tons of new barbecue festivals will be popping up all over the place. Um, I've met up with lots of fellow foodies there. Uh, Shifra Klein, who's actually joining me in the studio today from Joy of Kosher. Shifra and Shlomi were there and uh, Ilan Kornblum and Ronnie Fine and Liz Rubin from Kosher Like Me. It was just a really great day. So, uh, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. That was kind of like the last, um, you know, hurrah for the summer. Oh, yeah. And and we actually do it. Does she need that? Okay, we'll give you the microphone there. There you go, Shifra. I think we started off our summer together, July 1st. Exactly, that's true. We started and ended it. <laughs> together. <laughs> and with barbecue. With barbecue and a really, uh, with a really uh, great food 
Yeah, I mean, in the middle, better than like brisket ribs, chili. So. I know. I had. I was so like I couldn't even look at food for dinner last Sunday. <laughs> I had like a little miss. My kids wanted sushi because we were flashy all oh, the way. Okay, exactly. I didn't. You know, we didn't want to have flashy twice a day. Was, right. This is like you're eating brisket at 11 a.m. So. Yeah, it was like a little much. So we actually went to stop chop and roll and got some sushi, and I had some miso soup because I just couldn't even look at yeah. any more food. <laughs> but Chiffre and I um, started off our summer together. We had a meal together um, at Jura Schloss's house as part of the uh, kitchen surfing, um, kosher kitchen surfing project, which is run by Jura Schloss, uh, who is otherwise known as Hasid and Hipster. Amazing. He's like the hippest guy I know. Um, He's so creative, so talented as a chef, and he's started, and I'm going to have him in person in the studio, but um, he invited a bunch of media people, uh, the clients, Schiffer and her husband Shlomi, myself, um, who else was there from media? Uh, from Tablet K, yeah, no Tablet, few, um, Kosher Tablet yeah. magazines. I'm not so good with names like you. Before you were like reading off names, so I don't remember. But you're right. There was a few media people. <laughs> there and were, then, of yeah, course, and then there were a bunch of foodies. Right. So like yeah. Saul Toplitsky, my next guest. We're going to be talking to him soon. Saul, can we give Saul a little wave? Okay, you can actually say hi. Hello. <laughs> there you go. You did it. Um, and we, I also met Saul there, and and. He told me what he did with coffee, which we'll have him later on in the show. Um, as you can see, we are all got large cups of iced coffee. So, uh, yeah, Schiffer and I are going to drink away really good. Um, for our, uh, our little chat about the gorgeous, gorgeous um, U.S. magazine. I just want to just touch base, finish touching base about um, kitchen surfing. It was an amazing event. Yeah, it was um, incredible. It was incredible. Yuda uh, brought in uh, Chef Eric Bolyard, who is probably the most talented chef I've met and worked with. Not to say that everyone else isn't talented, but this guy is through the roof. What he did was incredible. Food I've never had before. You can go onto my Instagram page and see some of the food. Um, so he prepared the food, and then I said to Yuta at the end of the meal, um, and this is right before I was going to Australia. Remember, I had gone to Australia this summer for my cousin's wedding, and I said, I'd really like to host this event. And what people did was they actually paid to attend the event. Like there were some media people, and then people, rather than going to a restaurant, you pay to eat this incredible food at someone's house. It was kind of like a dinner party setting that you paid to go to. It was unusual, but fabulous. Um so I ended up hosting one uh, about two weeks ago in my house, and Chef Eric came to my house with uh, his team and Rafael um, and um, Yuda came, and they cooked up a storm in my house. And once again, those photos are and video are on Instagram and Facebook. Um, uh, we smoked some yellow cherry tomatoes in my backyard. If you can go into Instagram and watch that video, it's it's incredible. I, yeah, I, I saw it. It's fascinating. I, I had no idea. Yeah. I want a lesson in that. So, you know, just go check that out. Actual smoking is in it through a Ziploc bag with a mini smoking machine. It was insane. It's amazing how much flavor gets into it, right? I, 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 we need a lesson in that. And <laughs> sous vide, S-O-U-S, new word, V-I-D-E, that whole new – it's not even new, but that cooking pro, process where you're cooking food in a – Pressure cooking, water, circulating, it, it was amazing. So yeah. um, look out for more of the kitchen surfing, kosher kitchen surfing through Yudashlas, um events that you can attend. It was definitely an incredible night. So, yeah, now it's time to talk about the next. Yeah. I mean, you were mentioning kitchen surfing, so we had gone to the event as well. Yeah. And we're just as inspired as you. So I was talking to um, Yuda, and we were like, we're doing the Hamish issue in the magazine. So we wanted to see what his chefs could come up with, like sort of a play on classic Jewish food. 
Love it. So we got Chef Srilly Saber came to our kitchen and he cooked us a huge meal and it's all in the magazine and we call it Kitchen Surfing the New Way to Eat Out because it's <laughs> like we brought the chef to us. Yeah. So we learned so much and he made incredible food, but like things like brisket, plays on gefilte fish. It was really cool. Yeah. So wait, we, I have a lot of questions about yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff because <laughs> it's uh, unreal. It's Whoops, I nearly knocked over the coffee um, because there's a lot of twists on stuff. I'm just going to hold up. Um, for those of you who don't know and you're listening to us for um, the first time, you can also watch our show um, on YouTube on the Nachum Siegel Net channel. Nachum has his own channel, so you can just um, you know watch it now or any time um, our latest shows. So oh, you cool. can watch along or listen as lo- along as well. So I'm just going to hold up for those who get to watch who are watching or now or at a later time. Uh, the gorgeous joy of kosher. Um, it has a Beautiful round braided challah. That was uh, the winner. We did a contest to choose the cover on Facebook. Yeah. So this is was the most popular. Yeah, I voted for this one. Also. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay, it's just so traditional. Yeah, it's and, very traditional. And it's you know part of the Hamisha issue. Yeah. Hamisha, Hamisha depends on where in Europe you were. It's all from, the same thing, right? Right. Um. So so I saw uh, I needed to get a copy of this because I knew you were coming in and I, I bumped into your husband in Gomeglat parking lot <laughs> and I said Shalom, you didn't come in the mail yet. And he's like, oh, I've got one for you. Don't worry. I was going to make sure you had one before Shifra came in. So um, he, I go like, what's what's this bump? So he goes, open it up. I open it up, and there's burn gel medication. Yeah, no, it's really cool, though. It works. This is great. <laughs> uh, speaking from experience, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 So it's that's fun. really cute. So, um, yeah, I always have tons It's of cute. Food. They wanted our readers to try it, so... Okay, them, yeah. not that we want anyone to get burned no. for shalom. It's just in it case. does happen to us. Though. It does happen occasionally. Yeah, you know where I, I like I'll touch the um, oven rack. Yeah, you always you get those little like, lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have, I still have one little one left from Pesa. Yeah, taken a while. Brings back memories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know we got to focus now on Rosh Hashanah. So gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous edition. Let's talk about some of the amazing things. Um, everything's a Hamisha twist. Yeah. So all the way from Stuffed cabbage, gefilte fish, chicken soup. Yeah, so basically we did like sort of, like we perfected classic recipes. Literally, for example, we have worked on a yapchik recipe for a year. I am not exaggerating. So it's like the perfect yapchik, or if you're not going to put the meat in, the perfect potato kugel. Okay, can we just talk about yapchik? Yeah, it's so good. How I got my gig on this plate, on, on the Nakam Sigal Network, Miriam had me in as a guest. Okay. Um, and we started talking about Yapsik. And it, you say, I think you even say it differently than it. I say Yapsik, but Yapsik I don't know. and I say, yeah. I look, I'm Australian. Everything has got a different rule there. Yeah. <laughs> um, tomato, tomato, you know. Um, and uh, we started talking about Yapsik. And, oh, that's so interesting. Right. So this was kind of like our door that opened up to this whole yeah. amazing table for two, which I've been so blessed with. Um, but uh, here, the Yapsik. Yap chick. Yeah, they're spelling it. Y A P C H I K. Could you tell us a little bit about the history? Because I tried when I started writing article, my first, yeah. I have it in my head, so I had to write it down because I wanted to run it in the Jewish Home newspaper uh, out in the five towns, and I didn't. I, I needed we actually research. tried to find research. the history, like where's it from? Yeah, Gornish. we couldn't really find like a clear answer. Uh, there's one, um, there's one rabbi that that eats it like um, like traditionally every week. But, like, we don't know exactly where it originated from. But despite the lack of knowledge in its origination, it's really good. <laughs> I know, right? It's sort of like um, maybe it's Polish chalent, a Polish version of chalent. Right. But um, that's what it is, basically. It's meat and potatoes, and it cooks for a very, very long time. And uh, we actually work to perfect it. Or we have a chicken soup recipe that's just 
amazing. But then we did plays on different things, like even with chalent. So we did the classic chalent, and then we did um, there's hamin, and then there's um, which is um, a started hamin. Yeah, hamin. I can't do that. <laughs> hamin. And then we did sort of like a paella challenge, which was interesting. Like, oh, yeah. Like Spanish, right? Spanish. So we did like the classics with twists. Yeah. Yeah, very, very clever. Yeah, I'm, I'm not the biggest challenge person. Like, <laughs> I think it's actually originally like they say cassoulet, like. Yeah, exactly. Bean stew that's been cooked long. I was once slow. in a restaurant and they were like, okay, so one of the specials is cassoulet and it sounded so fancy. But then when he described it, I, I was like, oh my gosh, this is challenge. So, since I have it every week, I passed on that. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> but I do like chili. We had some amazing yeah, chili yeah. at the barbecue thing the yeah, other day. chili is, I would say, American chalent, right? Right. Yeah, okay, let's call it that. <laughs> we don't eat chili in Australia, but we definitely eat chalent, you know, brought over from Europe. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I um, you know, definitely play around with my chalent, and, you know, I said it's never the same right. twice. It's, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, so... um. So yeah, the Yapchik was really something that we worked on. Actually, my husband was wor- was obsessed with it. So yeah. he was the one that every single week, was- every, all his Facebook friends are like, we must yeah. taste this Yapchik. It's just, I mean, it's really just like an amazing potato kugel that has flanken inside. Right. And it cooks for so hours. That, so it's really right. good. So we call it like, so I, to people overnight, who don't know what yeah. an overnight potato kugel with meat at the bottom exactly. when I try to describe what it is. That's a good description. Um, it is fantastic. Um, uh, my uh, next door neighbor, her sister-in-law, uh, Lauren, Geltzak in Monsey. She makes hers in a in a crock pot. So shout out oh, to nice, you. Yeah. Um, I have to watch her do it at one of these types times. I make mine um, in a nine by thirteen pan or yeah. um, oven to tableware. And what I found is I cook it for an hour and a half, say Friday afternoon or any time. Like I actually have some in the freezer for Rosh Hashanah. Oh, okay. I cook it for like an hour and a half, so the meat is cooked. And then what I do is I um, cool it. I stick it in the freezer. And then, like, oh, that's smart. Yeah, and then two you... days a, a day before Yontif, I just let it defrost, even on the counter, because I don't have to worry about getting soggy. Like, usually, potato kugel, if you freeze it, you can't defrost it. It's got to go. And this is a tip for all kugels. Oh, that's a good tip. It's got to go. And we're talking about maybe cooking in advance now for Rosh Hashanah. When you defrost kugels, it's got to go from the freezer to the oven, low and slow heating it, because if you defrost it. It, um, all those ice particles, the minuscule ice particles defrost and make everything soggy and you're like, oh, this is disgusting. It tastes frozen. Right. But if it goes straight into the oven, it, the little particles evaporate immediately and you're just oh, left with so a cool. crispy, delicious. So I do that with my yapsik and then, um, you know, I pour some water. Do you put, was he, I, I, so can't he had, the rest. yeah, Did he, he pour water with, over it? No. So there is water in the recipe. Okay. But he doesn't, some people put like water under, Sort of to create steam in the oven. There's different techniques. Oh, that's a cool. But, so he tried all of them. Yeah, and? So he didn't need it. No, you don't need to do that. So I, I was pouring water. On top. On top. Okay. Right before, because my recipe does not have, it just has egg, onions, eggs, potatoes, and salt. Okay. Um, and. And oil? No oil. I feel oh. like the meat's so fatty already. Okay. <laughs> and, and I use, um, Yukon gold potatoes. Okay. It's my cho- potato choice. Um, favorite ones, and I put the water on it, and then I cover it tightly, and then I put it in the oven at 200. Okay. So I'll do that. Like I know it's going to be Yontif on the Friday afternoon, second day Yontif. So you know I'll probably take it out of the fridge, even air of Yontif, right. put it in the fridge to start slowly defrosting, and make sure it's defrosted before it goes in at 200 degrees. It's just a great alternative at these three-day Yontifs. 
Yeah, it's something good to have and make in advance. Yeah, That's so great. yeah, I'm all about trying to cook in advance yeah, a little bit. I've already done difference. tons of soups and muffins and oh, cool. Yeah, so <laughs> gotta try and stay on top. Yeah, I'll call you if I'm in a yeah, in, if you're in a bind, yeah. we'll see what we've got. Okay, so let's just um, who is El- Elise? Elise Glickman is a, well, she's a travel writer. She's based in LA and she travels the world and more than she me. Goes, she, <laughs> <laughs> she goes to a lot of places. So, um, she always has us in mind and she recently visited Switzerland and, you know, spent a day or two focusing on kosher. And she went to three main cities and just went to see like all the kosher restaurants that are available, the kosher supermarkets. So there's a complete guide as to like where to go, where you could eat. Um, and, um, it's just really interesting. It's interesting to see the different, um, kosher restaurants and establishments that are out there. One of them even made a cookbook with the students in the school next door, which was really cute. Oh, that's it was part nice. of the story. Yeah. Oh, and then we also cute. spoke with, um, Schmerling, Ch- Mendy Schmerling really? from Schmerling Chocolate because they're based in Switzerland. So that was interesting. And, yeah. And they have um, really nice pictures. Yeah. I definitely, I've definitely yeah, got so Switzerland she, on the map, uh, on my list that I want to go to. I know. It's really one of those places. So Elise brings us there. Okay, great, great. Now we don't have to go. Okay, and then of course you've got Gil Marks. Gil Marks, he's so brilliant. Yeah, and we just want to keep wishing him a Rafua Shalema. Exactly, uh, yeah. Trying to hopefully get better very soon because we need him and we need his amazing, there is no one like Gil Marks. Yeah, so when we were planning this issue, we call it the Hamish issue. So what is Hamish food? And he was the first person that we thought to ask anything about kosher food, that you have any questions. I mean, his cookbooks are such a wealth of information. So um, that's a great resource. And so we asked him to write it. So he wrote about Baladi food, which is Middle Eastern Jewish food. And then he also wrote about Hamish food. And he wrote about where different flavors and tastes originated from, why some people like sweeter foods, some people like more savory foods. Um, and then we're all like, you know, um, Bab Ganesh and things like that originated from. So it's really interesting. Um, and we divided it according to different types of foods. Right. So it's easy to I'm read and it's fun. Um, and it's just very informative and it like sort of introduces the issue. It's like, what is this issue about? This is what it's about. And so, you're right. Singing the praise of the Haim, of Haimish. Yeah. Haimish is like home food. Home, yeah. Right. Yeah. I always Foods say the, the Haimish cooks are the best cooks. Yeah. You know what? I love those big high cakes. Yeah. You know, those big sponge cakes. I mean, I think anybody like home style cooking or anybody that has recipes from what doesn't matter where you're from. I mean, that's like really the ultimate, right? right? It's like the ultimate comfort food. And it's great to have these amazing cookbooks out there with amazing recipes and twists and we've modernized them. Yeah. But sometimes back to the basics. It's yeah, exactly. It's really good. Exactly. I, I, I try to like up the ante with my kids for dinner every once in a while. And last night I was so busy. Um, you know, I'm going to Alaska um, for a couple of days. Oh, wow. I know. To cook for a bat mitzvah. <laughs> it's like really super exciting. Um, so I had to, you know, my, I have old, some older kids and some younger kids. So the older kids are watching the younger kids at the house. And I wanted to give them supper. So I was preparing like different things they could cook and freeze, you know, speaking about planting in head. So eggplant parmesan and some chicken right. dishes and sauce. But for dinner last night, I said, I'm, I'm super busy. I'm getting ready for the show. I'm getting ready for the trip, getting ready to plan to cook for this bat mitzvah where I can take nothing with me because everything's over there. Um, so I'm just trying to get it all done. So I just made chicken and potatoes for dinner. I was, oh my gosh, I was just thinking, chicken and potatoes. It is. Yeah. A hit. They were like, it's like the classic the supper. Queen. Yeah. Yeah, you know, What's you can't go out in a, in a salad. My, yeah. So I have all girls, so we always, my kids love to eat salad. And the leftover chicken, they're shredding up and putting it in the sa- yeah. their, their lunch for the next day. So they were all having chicken salad for lunch today. <laughs> so it's really good that 
You know, there's exactly. always, um, you know, the basics. Exactly, the basics. Going. But I like totally. the twists. I don't, let's not take away that the... So, yeah, we have the basics and the twists, yeah. So okay. here we have our honey challah that you're looking at. Right, so I'm just flicking through the magazine. Um, I'm just going to hold this up. You saw, the, you know, you saw the beautiful cover, um, uh, for Joy of Kosher. I'm holding that up if you're just tuning in now. And then what I, I'm going to flip it around. Have we got that? You've actually got a how-to. Yeah. Um, there's some actually really cool clips. I know because on I'm like Facebook. when I read instructions about like step like the braid number one, braid number two, yeah. braid number three. I don't know what's going on. They have that in so, spirit. Yeah. I could not do I it. It's so one confused. of those my things. Ten, yeah. My nine-year-old son helped me figure out how to make a six-braid challah <laughs> like last year because I was like I did not know what was going on. So I said if we're gonna do this, we have to do the step by step. You know, it makes such a difference. So here we have. Yeah. It. So it's and really it's just clever. A really, you know, clear cut way to, of how to make the shape. Okay, but now I want to talk about who, who I don't even know. Shannon who Sarno. Who is she? Because she, I never saw. These amazing filled colors. This is um, um, so Ceylon she uses, and Tina. Yeah, Ceylon, which is date honey. So it's honey in honor of um, Rosh Hashanah together with Tina. So it gives you that like Isra- like Israeli feel. It's just a nice um, touch. And did, it's not too sweet. Did you get to try this? Of course. It was amazing. Oh, it was I, I'm telling you, i got to come on these photos. <laughs> You're invited. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. <laughs> we just got to come on today. Um, incredible. I, I yeah. like the whole foot. You know what I saw? I can't remember... Whose post or whose Facebook page I saw it on? Chala filled with pastrami. Oh wow! I think it's I think it's her. Shannon is that Sarno. is that her? Yeah. So she's an editor of the Nasher, and so she's been making oh. challah. Like I've been like salivating over her challah for a while, and um, and so I got in touch with her, and so in honor of I feel like challah is such an integral part of everybody's life. Yeah. No matter what time of year it is, now it's honey challah, but every week everyone's making challah. And so we're doing a challah column. So every issue, we're going to have different types of challah inspired by the different times of year. Oh, so this is our that. intro article to that. So we're going to have some really cool things coming up. Hanukkah time, Purim time. I mean, not Pesach, but yeah, we'll have funny to skip about it for that. that. Funky matzah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, um, yeah, Gil has a whole thing on matzah. I think yeah. I read it in Joy of Kosher. So we're doing now, actually, in honor of Yom Tif, we're doing a subscription special for 1999. Oh. So oh. it's a great time to sign H- up. How do people do that? You go online, joyofkosher.com, or there's a phone number. Um, I don't know it by heart, so okay. I'll check. But <laughs> we'll you check. Go, yeah. We're during the show, or Shifa will check will while check. I'm talking away. Shifa's going to have a quick look. Um, but you can always go to the website, uh, joyofkosher.com, to find out. Yes. Yeah. Joyofkosher.com. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get back to you with the number. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. So, um, my grandmother on my mother's side yeah. made really sweet gefilte fish. Yeah. My father's mother, both of their blessed memories, uh, both passed away, used to make salty gefilte fish. So, always when it would come to yont of time in my parents' house, there was always sweet. Or salty, and both my parents had very strong opinions because <laughs> That's I'm from a with. house full of foodies. My parents are also big foodies, and it was always like the battle who was going to win. Right. My father wasn't looking. My mother would dump in the sugar, <laughs> <laughs> and my father would dump in salt. And you know what? It was always pretty good. My grandmother was the good, best yeah. gefilte fish maker. But I like that you had all these cool twists. Yeah, so it was inspired also by my grandmother. I mean, like the, one of the, my favorite dishes from her is her gefilte fish. So we did um, some really fun things with that. Yeah, some fun updates. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try really that. Cool. And And some of it, you remember, you can cook on Yontif as well. Yeah. You know, I don't think people should go into that big panic. And next right. week I'm having on the show Naomi Ross with Jay Book Spam. 
And we're going to talk all about the Simanim I had last year on the show. And if oh, you cool. want to actually hear last year's show, you can go onto the archives, nachamsegel.com. You can go on to, um, let's see if I get that right, iTunes into the podcasts um, for Table for Two. Um, and you can, I, I don't know if you, through the app also you can hear old shows as well. Uh, old shows, archived shows <laughs> is probably a better term. Um, and it was with Pagit Rabag and Chai Frischman. It was a Pardon me. Very, very, very informative. And I learned a lot. So I'm looking forward to having Naomi in because she's a wealth of information. Yeah, a wealth of information. She also, Naomi did an article for us on yes. sushi. Yeah, yeah. When, so we when, have sushi salads. And that was like sort of, we were going from the classics to like the more modern. So now like everybody's eating sushi. It's such a big deal. And like sushi salads are the newest type of salads. Right. And So Naomi did a very like a bunch I'm of different styles. I'm going to just it. And they were amazing. They yeah, were so incredible. Um, I know she's done a few things for you before. She did that whole Indian thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so it's I'm before just, that. But that's before yeah. that. Okay, so uh, yeah, oh, it. there it is. Here we go. So and oh, we got to talk about agar agar, yeah. and then yeah, here's the sushi inspiration by Amy Ross. She'll be on next week. Um, we can talk to her a little bit about that and how she got how she got her inspiration. Um, Stephen Weinberger, aka Flash Gordon, a guest on the show last week. What is agar agar? I used to see it in non-kosher cookbooks. I didn't know he was such a. I thought it was just a barbecue guy. I didn't no, know no, he no, was, no. He had no idea you, he was. You mentioned sous vide when you started the show, so he had done a sous vide article for us <gasps> about a year ago, how to do it at home, oh. like without any fancy immersion circulator machines or anything like that. So oh, we ha- really we have to talk about that because yeah, that was really interesting. Did we have sous vide food, um, Saul and Shifra, it when we were be. at? Possible. At at um the there? other house the other at I'm not sure but at I know, know uh, Hassan and Hipster does a lot of Suvi stuff oh. I'm not sure if they did it at the uh, kitchen surfing dinner yeah he actually does his challenge Suvi yeah he does everything he's unreal oh wow <laughs> <laughs> but so talk Suvide to me challenge. about what agar agar is um it's just a natural um it's based for it's um it's a, it's like a sea it comes from seaweed um and it's um it's like sort of like a gelatin type of um, powder. And um, we used it to, I was once at Pardes and he had a salad and he had these little like gelatinous cubes of balsamic. And so that's what it is, is, and we used it to make balsamic cubes. And what you do is you basically boil anything that you want with the agar-agar. So we made in this issue, we yeah. have um, fruit punch jello. So that's great, like for dessert. And then we did balsamic cubes and honey sheets which are also great, like, to put little cubes of them in salads or the basil sheets we put in chicken soup, and it just adds a different texture and flavor to the dish. It makes it really unique. So you get, like, the flavor of basil, you get the flavor of balsamic or whatever you're looking for, but it's just in a different texture. So gourmet. Yeah. This is really, you're keeping us on our toes. Yeah. And that's what I love about Joy of Kosher. You and, and Jamie and Tamar, the whole Joy yeah. of Kosher team, I hope I'm not leaving anyone out from them. From the Joy of Kosher team. Um, but the magazine just, you know, and I know I said every edition I just, that it just gets better and Thank better. You. And I just, I look forward to the next Thanks. one coming yeah. out, I guess, Hanukkah time? Hanukkah time, yeah. Hanukkah every, time. It comes out twi- um, six times a year. Six times a year. Okay, like yeah. every other month. It takes me a while to read them, <laughs> you know. Um, this is just an absolutely beautiful magazine. Thank and you. I. I'm going to be taking, I, I, I read it last night, but not in great detail. Oh, so now you have something to read now, on the plane, Now right? I have a, a 10-hour plane ride <laughs> to Alaska where I'll be reading, and we're going to, um, they were amazing. Um, Shifra is giving us uh, a bunch of magazines to give to the Jewish community out in Alaska. So, yeah, 
Thank you. And Shifra. it's also available on all digital uh, to download right. digitally. So you on your check iPad, that out. yeah, on the iPad, Android, whatever you have. So okay, everywhere yeah. you go in the world, exactly. Joy of Kosher comes with us. Yeah. Thank you very much, Shifra. Thank you so much. I don't know if you can stick around to hear about all this amazing coffee. Well, I drink like <laughs> half of it already. <laughs> I just didn't want to get too hyper for the show. I know, right? We're already like, oh, giddy. It's really delicious. Okay, Yeah, I'm so excited about it. Yeah, so... And this jug is so cool. I know. So I have two (laughs) of them. So I have two of them in my house now. I'm not giving them back. Is that okay? That's great. You know, a lot of people take them and they'll buy like nine of them and make a menorah out of it for Hanukkah. I know. That's so so cute. They can recycle the the jugs and everything. You want me to move up? Yeah, why don't you move up one? Thank you, Shifra, for joining us. It's Erev Yontif, Erev Shabbos, Erev everything. Thank you for joining us. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Okay, Saul, you're in the hot seat now. How are you doing? I'm in the hot seat. I, I like. Well, I, I'd rather be in the cold seat. I, you know, I'm very stay away from the hot stuff. But <laughs> you know, cold coffee is where it's at. Excellent. Um, so you and I met um, back at Yuda's house, um, and we exchanged some information. And then David Mossberg said, "We got to get serious now. Time to get serious." He's my new to go to foodie guy. Like he's, un- he's David Mossberg's a man. <laughs> He's unreal. I, D- David, I hope you're listening to the show today. We're giving you a huge shout-out. He's really, really something special. And before we just uh, talk a little bit more about the coffee, I just want to talk about uh, Cole Foods, spelled K-O-L, Foods, puts glut, kosher, meat, and ethics on the same plate. Cole Foods makes sure its meat is in harmony with nature, neighbours, and tradition, all the way from farm to fork. Their beef and lamb are 100% grass-fed and grass-finished, and none of their animals are injected with hormones. And the results are both humane and delicious. Try their ribs or chicken fillets. Order by September 16th to receive free shipping through the Manhattan Buying Club. Use the coupon code NAOMI to receive 5% off the entire order through September 22nd. For more information, go to coldfoods.com. Okay, yeah. So now we're going switching from meat to dairy, you know. Yeah, I we mean, can do like, that on the radio. My, my mouth was drooling when you guys were talking about all these neat recipes going on and pastrami challah. I'm sorry, guys, I don't have food. You have to stick around when we have a food show. <laughs> um, yeah, but we know, get to drink now. Uh, well, I figure I'm a guest, so I'll bring you my coffee so everyone can enjoy it. Yeah, I love this. My family is obsessed. We just finished. Um, David bought us one over. I ordered one for Shabbos. Um and it's, I finished it this morning. <laughs> this is now going to be my second cup. But you made this for me. So, you I know, I'm going to try it on air. <laughs> um, I already said my bracha this morning on, on coffee. So I'm just going to have a little sit. You talk about the name of the company. So, I mean, I'll, I'll take it back one step. Um, you know, I mm. when I was in, in Israel for the year, I drank coffee with a pound of sugar and a gallon of milk in it. And I swore off coffee. Um, and I said, why would anybody want to drink this garbage? Uh, one of my friends introduced me to a cup of coffee. I started learning more about the industry, and then they introduced me to cold brew coffee. Right. Uh, what is cold brew coffee? What does so, that mean? So most places when you get a cup of iced coffee, it's really a hot cup of coffee that's sitting on the burner all day, and then they put it in the fridge at the end of the day, and that's your cold cup of coffee. Uh, what cold brew is is a process that's an 18-hour process where it's never hot. The coffee is always – it's made cold. The beans are basically in a, in a vat um, soaking in all the uh, good stuff and all the flavors are coming out of it. There's also uh, a 70% less acidity in the coffee. I, I noticed that right away. Notice that right, right away. Now, I'm going to just insult American coffee. I'm really sorry. I hope you forgive me. 
um, there's something different about American coffee, say, to Australia European coffee. It's got a bitter, acidy taste. Well, yeah, there, there's a lot of reasons why most companies roast like that. Uh, when you're roasting in big batches, if you burn the coffee and you make it taste nasty, no one can tell the difference between new or old coffee. So they do that for, for that reason. When it, it's terrible. It's terrible. But, you know, with cold brew, it actually... You know, you're able to extract all the flavors. It's like a party in your mouth going on when you drink the thing. <laughs> party in your mouth? I mean, I love you, that. You, you tongue drink, tickling. I say it's tongue tickling. Tongue tickling, absolutely. And you know, your coffee, it doesn't even have sugar in it. No, and I never it, put sugar in my coffee. Right, and it doesn't need it because it actually naturally takes in the the flavors. Um, going back to the the process, you know, it's a 18 hour process. Um, people who are there's a lot of people who tell me that they can't drink coffee anymore because they have stomach issues and all that. Once they try my coffee, they realize that the, because it's 70% less acidity than, than regular coffee, they're able to enjoy a cup of coffee again, and it's good coffee. Oh, it is really good coffee, and, and um, uh, David bought it over two weeks ago. It was right before the kitchen surfing at my house, so my kitchen was very busy and hot, and you know, um, Eric was cooking up a storm, and in comes in at 4 o'clock, a nice freezing cold keg of this coffee. I call it a keg. Is it right? Well, that's that's our growler, but we actually just launched the uh, coffee kegs where you can get a, a kegerator of coffee in uh, your office, your home, whatever you want it to do. So you have actually on tap. It's a pretty cool thing. <laughs> it's like a beer tap. But I'll be coffee. one of the people that if like if you need sam- people to sample it before it goes out, I'll be yeah, happy. The, the problem is we've seen, we, we put in a couple of houses and, and there's still a couple of people just putting their mouth to it and they weren't <laughs> sleeping for like a week. But now yeah, it's, it's all. Actually co- it's, it's definitely got a lot of caffeine. Are you making this in a decaf version? We do have a decaf version. Yeah. Uh, you know, we call it, you know, the nighttime version. So it does have a little bit of caffeine in it because all decaf does have caffeine in it, but it definitely has a lot less. A lot of people do it um, because they enjoy my coffee all day, and then they realize at, after like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, if you start drinking too much of it, by, by like 4 <laughs> o'clock in the morning, like, why can't I sleep? So yeah. we do have a decaf version. Um, currently, we just have the regular and the decaf. And uh, those are two. And, and there's, no, there's no flavors. It's all natural, just coffee, bean, and water. Right, so there's no sugar in this whatsoever. No sugar. Okay, how do you select your beans? Are you the guy that flies out to Colombia or wherever else to get beans so, from? How does this pro- how does this whole process work? So the whole the whole process started. I'm, I have a lot of good friends in the in, who are roasters in the industry, and basically uh, I went to them and I tasted it, and I started making it as a joke. My you know my wife was drinking. I don't even say the name on, online. It ends with a uh, starts with an end and ends in something else. It has that like, the green lady. You know what I'm talking about? That nasty chain. They got a lot of stores out there. Um, <laughs> so my my wife started drinking that coffee, and it bothered me that she was just drinking bad coffee. Not good. Terrible. It, they they went out in Australia. Nobody, no, no Australians drink it. They should yep. go out here too. But you know what? It's not so bad <laughs> having them around. People would appreciate my coffee a lot more. Um, so sure. I started making it at, at my house and I went to a couple of my, my, my roasters and I said, okay, talk to me about what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? And I went to 20 different baristas. They all gave me feedback on it. And then I came back with it. So this, this bean is a, it's a mix. I came up with a, a good blend between an Ethiopian bean and a Guatemalan bean to choose for the coffee. Uh, my roaster is a great friend of mine. He's been working with me to to come up with the right flavors. Uh, so th- he came up with 
together, bo- him and I, we both came up with the right flavors for the coffee. The right balance, like yeah, it's like we, a wine. It, it wanted to be like a, uh, a milk chocolatey kind of flavor, um, with a little, a little fruity, but, you know, it's not, Jay Booksbad needs to be in here because he would talk about wine with all the little hints of this and yeah, hints of it's, that. Yeah, it's it's very similar to wine and alcohol, where you know your your palate can taste different tastes going on there. Um, it's it's fun to watch people taste my coffee and they tell me what they're tasting. Some people taste a little nutty, some chocolatey, milk chocolatey, and all of those stuff. And you're, you're you're entitled to taste whatever you want, you know. But it's so it's, you you poured me mine with whole milk. I usually drink whole visceral. Halvisra whole milk, uh, golden flow. Um, I usually drink um, low skim. fat. I, skim milk tastes like water. I don't even drink skim milk. And my dietitian said it's better to have a little extra fat in it. It's a bit more filling and right. a bit healthier. Women need to drink calcium and it's got more calcium in it if it's low fat. So I drink like 2% or whatever. Um, it's not as creamy as when you have it with a whole milk. I right. love whole milk. I could drink gallons of yeah. just milk by itself. I know that makes people feel like that's a really weird thing to do, but I love to drink milk even in my 40s. So um, I um, really enjoy the whole milk in this. Right. Well, it's, you know, when you put in like skim milk, as you said, when it, it makes it look like dirt, you know, so I, I just, I just yeah. give no, it a little good. bit of thing and whatever. It's, it's you know, really I, good. I usually drink it black, straight up black. Um, My dad, what do we, we, we call it something in Australia, a tall black. A tall black. A tall black. Flat white, tall black. Flat white. Tall black. I've had flat whites. Flat whites are pretty good. Like a cappuccino kind of thing. Latte, cappuccino, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so if I wanted, okay, right now it's still beautiful outside and we're going to be going to the bus stop in three months' time where it's going to be freezing outside and I wait, I wait with my daughter right now with a cup of iced coffee in the morning, York iced coffee, but if I want a hot... Never, I shouldn't heat it. And it was like when I was writing questions for you, I'm it's, like, is this going to be good hot? Well, I can tell you that if you ask me if you should make my coffee hot, I would tell you no. There are people who take my coffee, put it in the microwave, and they tell me it's the best cup of coffee they've ever had. Okay. So Good. You know, I don't know what they were drinking prior to having my coffee, but personally, if you ask me, it should be drank cold 20, 365 days a year. You know, I drink uh, every morning. I have a cup of iced coffee. Start my day off with iced coffee. Sometimes I have two, three, four, and by the end of the day, I'm talking <laughs> very. I, I'm a bouncing off the room, bouncing around the room, you know, and I'm, talking I'm naturally hyper. So that's right. like, so this is already like my second cup because I had one this morning. Um, I finished off, the, drained off the last of the coffee um, that I had, and now um, I'm having a second cup. I'm definitely feeling the um, energy from. The coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely gives you a little pop. Um, but we, we're, we're definitely, our labs are definitely working. We're trying to come up with a, uh, a hot cup that you can make. Uh, it'll be more of a concentrate where you just add hot water to it. So you'll still have the same good taste of it, just adding the hot water. This is already diluted, ready to drink. So if you have the, if we make it for you that's, that's ready to just add a couple of drops of, uh, of of the concentrate and then add hot water, uh, you should be able to enjoy a cup of hot coffee as well. Okay, now, I know how to get this coffee. How does everybody else know where to get this coffee? Where are my listeners getting this amazing little bit of heaven every morning that I get to get? So right <laughs> I know, I'm so corny, right? <laughs> right now. It's right really now, that good. Uh, we deliver to your home. 
Uh, in the You're like the milkman from the 60s. Exactly. <gasps> yeah, and you know, or the seltzer guy. You know the old seltzer things with yeah, the yeah, yeah. out there? Yeah, that, we similar. even had that in Australia. Yeah, yeah. So we're very similar to that. That was our concept where, you know, you go to a store to buy a cup of coffee. You're waiting online for half an hour. You're still bitter. You're nasty in the morning. You don't want to be online over there. You're standing behind all those people, right? So now you're you're able to have the cup of coffee. It's in your fridge. Shabbos morning is great. You open it up. You have it. You pour it over ice. You're ready to drink yeah, it. I didn't put up hot water this past Shabbos because I had this in my house. Yeah, it's 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 really it's really good. So you you can go onto our website to order it. Uh, www.pourincoffee.com. Okay, I'm gonna just hold. I'm gonna hold this up so people can see. Can people see it? So it's pour, P-O-U-R-N, coffee, C-O-F-F-E-E, um, dot com. com. Yeah. And um, where are you delivering? So right now we're delivering to the tri-state area on a okay. regular basis. Um, you know, our price includes, our price is $18 for that bottle. And okay. That and it lasts a long time. That, that it really does. delivery. It lasts a long time in the fridge. It needs to be refrigerated. Oh, of course, because uh, you days. want to drink yeah, it cold. It's going to go, well, not only because you want to drink it cold, it does go bad after about 30 days if, or if it's humid outside or anything like that. So, so you should always keep in the fridge no matter always, what. Yeah. Well, like with wine, and I know this from Jay, that you need to keep it at a steady temperature. Yeah, I mean, the, the coffee, it, it really, it can, I mean, sitting out here, it's going to be great. You know, when you, if you, where you drink it. Um, but it needs to be under 68 degrees all the time. Um, so if your house is cool inside, it's, it's okay. But, you know, if it's humid, it's going to kill the coffee. Uh-huh. It'll, it'll turn it sour. You know what's really cool? We've got Yontif coming up. I think this is such a great thing to have in the house for Yontif. Especially, especially for Sukkot. I was going to say Sukkot. You know, when we met and I wasn't sure when I'd be able to schedule this in, I said, was like two weeks ago. I'm like, I gotta get you in. I gotta sit, and I did a little bit of finagling and move around some schedules because I want people to order this. Right. Yeah. I'm shouting it from the rooftops. You know, it, it's it, there's actually I found a um, a great product that works well with it. Um, Kedem or Medec distributors. They they have what's a, Medec? Medec is Kedem spelled backwards, but they're a wine distributor for their alcohol business. Medec is Kedem spelled backwards. Yeah. And they. It's their distributed. They, they, that, that's oh. their, they do alcohol and all that stuff. And they have a great product. It's a vanilla vodka. Is and that the Waldens? That's the Waldens. <laughs> and it's I just our, said some to Australia. My best friend, Rachel Smith. Uh, shout out to you, Rachel. Um, they don't have it in Australia. Or they couldn't get it when I was there. So I just bought a bottle. And my mum was just here. She left on right. Monday. She loved this also, by the way. Right. Um, we sent it. I sent it the Waldens creamy vodka back. For my friends to try in Australia. Right. So if you, so that's a par of drink, right? And you pour <gasps> that, you do half coffee and half that, and, you know, your body's playing all, it doesn't know if it should go to sleep or wake up, you know? But it's, <laughs> Push me, pull ya. Exactly. It's kind, of, it's kind of that thing, but it happens to be an amazing taste, and, you know, maybe maybe Kedem will, like, give me some uh, dollars for, for uh, exposure of their product, yeah. but, you know, whatever. You've got to meet Jay. He's coming <laughs> in. You know, we've got to do some uh, you know, prep work. It, you but, know, it's, yeah. more, it's more about... It, having a delicious cup of coffee with whatever you put in it. So if people, like, it's great on Shabbos, you know, it's really, Shabbos is great and everything else. You know, I want to just take a little break for our uh, What's for Dinner segment. Um, I'm just looking for my recipe. Um, Okay, uh, here it is, sorry. Uh, No, that's not my recipe. Uh Uh-oh. What did I do with my recipe? I had another set of notes here. Okay. It was going to be a recipe to go with date muffins, which with with um, the coffee. Um, okay, I'm sure it's around somewhere. Okay, here it is. I got it. 
we're getting yeah, very I've had a lot. I've had a lot of coffee today. The brain's like a little woohoo. Okay, so you know, um, every uh, week on the show we have a segment called What's for Dinner, and um, we came up with the idea because every day you get that text from the kids, "What's for dinner tonight?" I got three yesterday from three hungry teenagers. Um, so we, uh, Gourmet Glart decided they would get together with Table for Two and do a segment of a recipe. So we do a recipe, and I figured a muffin and a coffee might go really well together. Absolutely. Right? Um, and I thought, date muffin, because date is one of the simanim for Rosh Hashanah. So um, here is the uh, date. I'm going to post it on my website, um, theaussiegourmet.com, um, and you can make these amazing date muffins. And you, I buy the medjool dates. Um, the big, large dates, I just pull out the pits in the middle, split it open with my fingers. I need two cups worth of those, and I put them in three-quarters of a cup of boiling water. So they kind of like rehydrate and get a little bit soft. Then um, I leave that in a little bowl, and while that's soaking, I take two cups of flour, two and a half teaspoons of baking powder, half a teaspoon of salt, a half a cup of oil, and three-quarters of a cup of dark brown sugar, two eggs and a teaspoon of vanilla, and mix that together, and then... When my um, dates are nice and soft, I put them through my food processor. So you can even if you have it like a, maybe a little immersion blender, something if you don't want to get the food processor dirty, but definitely you need to break up the dates and the water. Everything goes in the water and the dates go into the food processor, blend it up, put it in with the uh, batter, and then you have the date batter, and then you're going to put it inside um, your little muffin pans and bake it off for like goes really fast, 30 minutes and a little bit of streusel on top if you want. Um, and you have really delicious um, date muffins. And we actually use them as simanim on the table for Rosh Hashanah, but it's a really great uh, breakfast before shul. It powers, powers you up for davening, a nice cup of coffee and a nice date muffin before Rosh Hashanah shachris. Might yeah, the only, you mentioned shul. The only thing is that if you drink my coffee, you probably will stay up for the rabbi's sermon. You know what? That is, did the rabbis pay to say that? No, they did. <laughs> Sponsored by Rabbi So and So from Beit Midrash, whatever. <laughs> you know, so a lot of people don't drink it on Shabbos so they can sleep during the rabbi's speech. But you know, yeah, this will definitely keep you awake. That's funny. <laughs> Very nice. Well, it was absolutely fantastic having you in. Anything else that we can share? Or oh, quick, here's a question I had for you. Um, we need to sell these sometimes in little minis to go. Are we working on that? We are working on that. I, I saw that question. I'm like, we're I working it. on a lot of good things that are happening. Um, we're working not only in the tri-state area, we're working, you know, maybe Florida and other places that are warmer all year round. Um, California. California. Well, it's easier on the East Coast first. Right. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we I know. Wanna, it's clanking around. Yeah, yeah. We want to yeah. conquer the whole East Coast before we start with the West Coast, but they're, they're all targets. Um, mini bottles, ready-to-drink bottles are coming soon. Right. You know those like Starbucks, you know, those little to-go in the, yeah. what do they call them, frappuccinos, things? Yeah, something like that. They, they put a lot of garbage in it. That, right. But you know, yours is on like... So I'm, I'm working on the right the right thing. We're almost there to be in the supermarkets and uh, all on the shelf all over the place. Uh, ready to drink black, maybe, I'm debating between like a 10 or 12 ounce co- bottle that you can just right. drink it. The way pop it is, it. pop it, you know, like a five-hour energy type of thing. Right. What's your background? Are, are you like, my, how did you get into this? Are you in the food industry? So, because a lot of people do a lot of food things on the side. Like, yeah, this is a, this is a uh, full-time side business. Uh, a full-time side business. They, I like that. you know, I, I started in. I was selling cups actually to all the uh, coffee industry. My cups. Name, 
hard cut, yeah, paper cups. Okay, you're in the paper good business. Paper good business, absolutely. Um, And that's how I got introduced to the coffee world, uh, by servicing them and and dealing with them and understanding their whole thing. Um, And this really started over Pesach. I was in the Alexander uh, in Miami. Miami, Ah. And I just learned how to to make it, and I started making it in my hotel room and bringing it down to the pool. Um, And... Every day, you know, I had five other people asking me, oh, I need a cup of coffee, I need a cup <laughs> of coffee. Being that it's a an 18-hour process, it's not always that it can just give you a it's cup like of coffee. It's like a yapsic, you know, it's, it's a, a process. Very, it's, very, it's definitely slow a process, slow, and yeah. And uh, it's not Hamish at all, you know, it's very... It's, it's cool, uh, Hamish yeah. is like instant more, coffee. It's, it's more hippie than Hamish, you know. <laughs> um, like Yuda. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, you know, I used to barter with Yuda for his sandwiches all the time. It was, <gasps> it was the best thing, best barter I've ever done. Um, yeah. But I want some of his sandwiches. His sandwiches are amazing. But a- anyway, back to the Alexander, um, after Pesach, I got emails and phone calls and everything saying, I need your coffee now. And I'm like... What do you mean you need my coffee now? It was just a Pesach thing. And then, you know, I started doing it. People in, in Shul were telling me it's the so best coffee. So this business is five months old? No, no, no. It's, it's about two years. Oh, Pesach two, two years Pesach, ago, two not years five ago. months ago. Yeah, no, no. no. It's a, and then it, the coffee kegs just launched, and we're really excited about that. So, you know, that's that's really where we're going so everyone could just have the kegs all over the place. And right. Really, you know, in your office by the water machine, you'll have But the, it's cool if you're having a brunch, Right. It's cool if you're having a brunch. You know, a lot of people I've done. Over Yonte. Uh, I've done a whole coffee bar, hot and cold, at Briss's and parties and all that stuff. People like subcontract out to you to do. Yeah, they'll they'll they want me to do that. Uh, uh, you know, have a whole coffee bar, having cappuccinos, lattes, cold brew, and everything else. So we're able to. We I know with the coffee industry, I have the right the beans. I have the right beans for every single type of coffee. Right now, our focus is the cold coffee, but we can definitely do all the parties and everything else. This is incredible. I really want to wish you the best of luck for this because you have an incredible, incredible product. It tastes good. It has good shelf life. Just it has all the ingredients, corny, for like the next best, yeah. the next thing in in food. We're definitely we're definitely working on it, um, and you know our our goal is just to keep growing and make people enjoy their their cup of coffee much more than they had. And I compare it a lot to alcohol and steak and good food, where once you have something that's really great, you're always comparing your next thing to that great cup or great steak. You know, you go to Mike's Bistro and you have a great steak, you you say, oh my god, this thing is not as good as Mike's Bistro. So. All those things, we, we just sit there and we'll, we'll, we want you to have the best cup of coffee, enjoy yourself, and make sure that it's okay to, to say, I don't want the burnt stuff, you know? It's, <laughs> it's, it's not, you know, nobody wants that. Right. You know, I only started drinking coffee once I hit 40. Um, I just never had really had a good taste for my parents, like, were drinking like instant. Now my dad's really into his um, French press, and I got into the French press thing, and it's definitely really right. better coffee. But when I was in Australia the last, uh, few times and I start after I turned 40 and I was started needing my coffee more um, I started drinking Australian coffee in Australia I'm like oh my god this is delicious and that leaped me forward into drinking in, in Israel and in, I've been lucky enough to travel to Europe the coffee's much better than in America and I never really understood why and apparently it's the whole roasting and toasting process but now I can have my really good coffee right here in the USA. So, yeah, yay. It, it's an art. It really is an art. The roasters are, are great. I'm uh, hoping Roasting here in the New York? Yeah, roasting in New York. Uh, the beans also, my beans are very fresh. But from the time it's made until you have it, my beans are not more than a week old. Cool. 
So it also adds to the flavor as well. Um, I'm hoping this year to make a couple of trips to some farms and actually meet the farmers who where, grow. Where? Where? Where are these farms? I'm Guatemala. Out of yeah, yeah. They're not, I'm excited. They're not, yeah. So my my roaster told me that uh, I should come with him to meet the farmers, see the people who actually grow the beans. And you're very into that, like you know, talking about cold food meats, right? You right. want to know where your food comes right. from and how the whole process was done, and you want to know that was that one with nature and yeah, and and meet the people that take care of the farms, whether it's cows or beans. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very... I it's think very it's important so important. To, meet, ...to see the whole chain through so you know everything's done right. Um, people are treated in the right way. Uh, and it's, it's, it's very, it's, I'm, very in, I'm very excited to actually go to the farms. And you know, I said, is there a hotel there? And they're like, no, we sleep in the farmer's house. And I was like, ah, all right, ready. That is so I'm cool. Like, Let's do it. You'll have to report back to us. I, I will definitely report back to you on that one, once it happens. So I'm hoping... You know, in 2015 to, to really make a trip and, and go out there with one of my roasters and, and Excellent. And Do we have a Facebook page, Instagram? Are we working on all we that? Have, we have Social Facebook. media is the way to go, Pete. We, we have Facebook. We have uh, – that's the only social media we're on right now. Uh, we'll have a chat about that. Everything everything <laughs> will be will be uh, up and running soon. You know, we're, we're really uh, figuring out our structure and our way what we're going to do before we, we go strong. Um, and, you know, I see how excited you are when your name is a, a coupon. I'm going to give a coupon to your listeners, too. If they put in Na- Naomi, I'll give there them $3 go. off a, a growler. Oh, this so, is the is so, this, yeah, this growler. the growler. Oh, so thanks. Be, so it'll be fifteen dollars. So you go on to pouringcoffee.com and you put in the code Naomi, and it'll be a three dollar discount. There you go. I've got two coupons: one for Cold Foods meat, high end quality, amazing meat, and now Naomi goes into pouringcoffee.com for high quality, amazing, fabulous coffee. Well, wow. well, thank you very much. You got it. Okay, great. I'm just going to start winding down the show a little bit. And then we'll uh, have some more coffee at the end of the show. Um, wow, that's really exciting, i got to say. <laughs> um, I've had a lot of really cool um, experiences over the summer with eating. And I just wanted to share um, and give out some shout-outs to some of the restaurants um, that I have eaten at because I, be, I was treated royally, which was so lovely. And I just want to share some of that with, with our listeners, um, whether, where you, wherever you are in the world. Um, I'm going to try and eat at the restaurant in your neighborhood. <laughs> I'm starting off, I, uh, my summer, as I mentioned, I ate at uh, Kitchen Surfing Club, um, Kitchen Club, which was amazing. We had an incredible meal. Um, but after that, the next morning, I was actually on my way to Australia for my cousin's wedding, uh, and I had a 15-hour layover. So it took me 39 hours to get from Woodmere to Sydney, Australia. It doesn't usually take that long, but I had, a, had to go from Woodmere to... Um, Newark Airport was a free ticket, even though I live near JFK. I had to go when the ticket was available um, for points. Um, so I ate at uh, Vancouver. I have a cousin there. My mother's cousin lives in Vancouver. Shout out to you, uh, Cousin Nelson. Um, and we went out to eat at Maple Grill. Absolutely delicious. And they had um, I had this great salmon. I don't want to call it a salmon burger. It was a fresh piece of salmon inside this delicious focaccia bread with some sauce. It was delicious. So, you know, if you're out in... Uh, Planning to go to uh, Vancouver. There is really good food out there. Um, in Teaneck, I ate at Nobu, Nobu Bar and Grill with a bunch of my friends. A uh, couple of every couple of months, me and a bunch of girls that we all used to live here on the Lower East Side together, um, and we've all moved away. Some are still here, but some are moved away. And so every like two to three months, we try to get together because um, we all love each other. <laughs> 
we're all like really close friends and we all love food. So we thought we would try out Nobu. Um, of course, I ate in Australia a lot of places. I ate a restaurant called Glicks. I just have to say there, um, oh gosh, I should have written the name down because it's going out of my head. Um, okay, I can't remember what it's called. It was, was potato luckers with um, smoked salmon on top and then an egg, uh, gosh, with hollandaise sauce. I can't believe I can't remember the name. Okay. We'll come back. That's all the coffee. <laughs> um, so that was really delicious. Um, uh, Amsterdam Burger. I had a burger there. Amazing. I took my kids for the first time. They also have, uh, I believe their meat is also grass-fed. Um, absolutely delicious. Yeah, they're coming to five towns, yeah. Excited? It was all over the blogs. I cannot wait. <laughs> One of the co-owners with Mike is um, Marty Katz. Marty Katz, sure. Marty Katz. You know, he's an ex-Australian slash South African. Yeah. Um, so uh, I went, I took my kids there because I rave about all the time and it was, you know, holiday time. So I promised my daughter, my, one of my girls turned 18, so we went there for her lunch for her birthday. It was great. And um, Upper Crust, local to in Cedarhurst, um, had a great Meal there actually with David Mossberg and Melinda Strauss. We had a nice little meeting, um, and we uh, ordered these mac and cheese balls. Oh my god, with this bechamel sauce. Oh, I'm still I'm still like uh, gaining weight from it even two, from two days ago. It was absolutely divine. So I want to do that. Uh, give that a big shout out. And I did. We, I was involved in a bake sale. I usually don't get so involved in bake sales just because I always I always donate to the bake sales but this I helped put together was in the middle of the summer the Fahailim Bodidim the Lone Soldier Center so that was really um, an incredible uh, we raised like $15,000 in one and a half days so that was and on one week's notice we put it together fast so it was just really exciting things that we we did over the summer so I just wanted to share all their eating experiences and Brasserie Halevi actually Ilan Kornblum called me up and said Let's go out to eat at Brasserie Halevi. They want to do some PR, and they gave us an incredible meal. So that was nice. I, I, lo- I love to eat out. If you have a place you want me to eat or try, let me know because, you know, I, lo- I love to try different places. Uh, when I go to Alaska, I'll be the cook there. There's no restaurants there. Um, I want to just finish up on last week we had a drawing, a raffle, um, for uh, Abels and Hyman meat products um, Seth offered to, for a giveaway for the premiere of season three and we had a raffle at, and we pulled the name Shelley Serba out of the um, hat box so to speak so she will be receiving a box of provisions um, from all kinds of hot dogs and deli meats from uh, Abels and Hyman so just a little bit of a word about Cole Foods again because they have incredible meats and I love the whole grass-fed philosophy Coal Foods, spelled K-O-L Foods, puts glut kosher meat and ethics on the same plate. Coal Foods makes sure its meat is in harmony with nature, neighbours and tradition. All the way from farm to fork. The beef and lamb are 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and none of their animals are injected with hormones. Both the, result, the results are both humane and delicious. Try the lamb chops or duck breasts and I'm sure you will agree. Order by September 16th to receive free shipping through the Manhattan Buying Club. Use the coupon Naomi to receive 5% off the entire order through September 22nd. For more info, go to coalfoods.com. So, yeah, a bit of a mouthful to say all that. But we did it, and it was a great, exciting show with you. And um, Shefra Klein was here. we got a big show coming up next week. Naomi Ross and Jay Booksbaum will be in the house. If you've missed any shows, go online, nachumsegel.com. Uh, on the archives, uh, on the app, um, what else? On YouTube, we got it all right here. Uh, stay listening. We have music right up to Lichbenching, sponsored by our friends at Kedem. I just want to say Shabbat Shalom, everybody. Stay tuned and uh, have a great week. Take care.